Tell me your story so I can help you. I won't leave until I take you. this party started yeah how's it looking looking good yeah how does aaron's party start i was obsessed with this song i don't know if i've ever heard it you never heard aaron's party i don't think so what you do the chorus but I don't it's know. It's just like, na, 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 come on. <laughs> na, na, na. Well, that reminds me of a million other songs. I mean, it's not a very original song. Oh, come and get it. I've never heard this song before. Really? And he's 11 years old, 12 years old. Yeah, he's like 12 or 13, I think. I mean, why is he throwing a party? Um, because he's, he's 13 years old, tops, and girls are like, Yeah, Aaron, Aaron can. Like, what? Those sound like grown ass women when he's 13 years old. That's like the least problematic part of this whole saga. I'm just saying that was my takeaway. <sighs> wow, that's a cold open, isn't it? Welcome, welcome, guys. Welcome to Big Cigarette. Welcome back. You might have guessed it. We're talking about Aaron Carter. Merry Christmas, Lizzie McGuire. Guilty of marijuana possession (laughs) in Georgia. And so many other things, my God. So so many. Yikes. Where to begin? So many. Aaron Carter and one other thing. Um, But before all that. Before we get to the goods. Yeah. Before we have any fun. Right. How's your week? How's your Thanksgiving? You know, April, it was nice. It, it was, was. It was fun. Yeah. It I mean, was nice. we got. You we had got a nice t- time. We got tipsy, dude. We were like, we were having a good ass time. My friend Sean stopped by um, at the end of the night, and I saw, I saw him on Saturday for a um, like a friendsgiving. He was like, "You guys were partying." He's like, "That was fun." <laughs> we were just like, you know, drinking wine, like dancing in the kitchen, mm-hmm. doing karate. You know, yeah. always always advised to do karate after you've been drinking just wine. A family time. Yeah, it was a good time playing some games. You know, just uh, what's your guys's go to for games? Well, that's a great question, but it's a difficult question for me to answer because mm. we we play a lot of games. But yeah. um, and I, it's not my personal favorite, but my sister, mom, and grandma go fucking ape shit for it. It's called Quirkle, and it's this tile game. Is this what you got for your birthday? That little set? No, that's Bubkiss, and that's the other <laughs> game we played. Christ. And I'm glad you brought it up because <laughs> that's another. That's like an old school These are family game. Two obscure games. And I'm pretty sure Bubkus has been rebranded as Farkle. <laughs> it sounds like I'm speaking so a different language. So there's and Farkle and Bubkus. And Bubkus. Yeah. This sound yeah, this literally sounds like a like when like a sci-fi demons. Yeah. Or it's just like a womp womp Farkle. I don't that didn't work. <laughs> I don't know. I was thinking waka of some waka. weird like <laughs> Yeah, like Ewoks or something. That'd be like yeah, how they only talk saying fart. I was thinking my head went immediately to the um, 
like poor unfortunate souls in Little Mermaid that are like all in those jars. Oh, okay. And they all have like weird names. Yeah. I think of like a Disney villain and wow. their sidekicks. They're like inept sidekicks. They're like Quarkle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bob Kiss. Yep, those are the games we yeah. play. <laughs> but they're pretty fun. So just some dice. Honestly, Quarkle's fucking annoying and really hard. I did almost win, which is cool, but my grandma beat me. Fucking bitch. Classic. Yeah. I came in second, <laughs> but whatever. Selfish. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, Bob Kiss, just a dice game. Super fun. So we did that. It was great. So you guys aren't chill. doing the classics. What would you consider? I did actually bring up Pictionary and Laura poo pooed it. My sister Laura was like, Pictionary? Oh my God. Was like, That's a hater. <laughs> I know. I was like, mm. You're like, just kidding. Obviously. I, I had like brought it up to my mom before and was like, Mom, should we do Pictionary? And she was like, Yeah, bust out the whiteboard. You know, like we were like, and a Whiteboard and everything. That's like legit Pictionary. I, I know. It would have been fun. And, you know, just one comment from Laura and it was. Wow. I had to play fucking Laura, purple. you're on notice. Okay. God. She's not going to get any more cameos she's on the She's got an inflated ego since she I had know. her debut. Yeah. She thinks she can just do no wrong and it's up to her what games we play. <laughs> but it was fine. Um, but yeah, food was good. Just had some wine chilled out. And then I did nothing and on you, Friday. And then you never woke up. Yeah. <laughs> You're supposed to go see House of Gucci with me and my grandma, and you you did it. It was a tentative, maybe, but you know, it was one it of those was days. A pretty enthusiastic, yes. I was excited. I had infir- affirmative consent from you. Look, when she gets that crazy on wine, where she's dancing in the kitchen and doing karate in the living room mm-hmm. with both my mom and my sister, mm-hmm. that's a that's a next day shut in situation. Yeah, I, I totally agree. She ordered pizza. Didn't leave my apartment, and end of the end of the story. That's it. That's all that happened. It's just not that special to me because I never leave my apartment well, unless I'm fair. here for you to cook me <laughs> meatloaf. Mom's um, meatloaf. Mommy's meatloaf. Mummy. Mommy. Hey, well, enough about me. How was yours? Oh, let's see. Honestly, I <laughs> I had a perfect storm of last week so it was like you know most of the time I have very few obligations and limited responsibilities because I just don't want them yeah you like it that way I like it that way yeah it's my comfort zone um but this week I had to house sit slash dog sit slash fish sit what What (laughs) for my uh cousin what kind of fish uh various freshwater fish Goldfish, wow. betas, angelfish, suckerfish. Did they seem snails. cool? Or were they lame? They're great. No, they're cool. great. They're wonderful. The tank is nice. It's very soothing. Love a nice it's tank. really easy to feed them. Mm-hmm. It's nice. Okay, continue. Um, but I was doing that, house sitting and doing all that. So that was like, okay, I got to focus on. But also trying to do that at the same time that I have my own pets that are not, that I can't just like bring to the house. Like, I could bring my dog, but my cat can't go there. Like, can't that's way more cat. stressful than her just being at home alone. You just give them a bowl of food. They're fine. That's yeah, why I cats just, are just, chill. I checked in every day. That's nice of you. Like, yeah, obviously to feed her and shit. And then just, like, hung around a little bit. But And then also my grandma was in town. Grammy. 
Love grandma. Shouts out to grandma if you ever listen to this podcast. Love you, grandma. You still haven't. We've. I did Facetime with grandma for a second. You did. You met grandma for a moment. Yeah, and That's I loved. True. I loved it. You loved her. She She's was great. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so dynamic. <laughs> uh, but yeah, when she's here. I'm the only family member she's visiting. So it's like 100% of my time is going to her. And then we're also doing Thanksgiving. Right. So your boy's tired. (laughs) Your boy's just straight chilling this week. That's a lot. And you deserve a week of chilling to fuck out. Of playing The Sims. (laughs) (laughs) Nonstop. (laughs) I stop, but. Okay. It's been a couple days, so it's kind of like. I've weaned. I like go. I go really hard for like maybe maximum two weeks. I'm like, I need to play every day. Like I'm, I'm committed. I'm on a, I'm on a journey here. Yeah. And then I'll get really bored and just need to like stop playing for months. That's, I feel like that's what I do with my games too. Yeah. I toggle between them and I feel like it's, it's similar. It kind of yeah. depends on like where my head, like I've been like super into Sudoku lately and mm. I've been doing I've been like doing crosswords. Oh, I love, I do crosswords too. Yeah. So I do Sudoku and then it, cause I'm doing like expert level so it's like hella oh, fucking hard okay. i'm not like great i'm so i use the hints Brag. half the time just to like but i'm trying to like learn the strategies but that takes a lot of my brain power so if i'm trying to fall asleep mm-hmm. i'm like too alert right. so then i switch over to a, a pop culture crossword yeah and, and they're then so I'm easy chilling and right. i'm just i doze off and it's lovely mm-hmm that, yeah, I do them before bed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. probably shouldn't be stimulating my brain like this. I'm like, I just play the fucking easy ones anyway. Yeah, exactly. You that can't are... do anything too hard. Right. But for something that's just kind of mellow, like that's what, so I haven't been on the Hilaria Baldwin subreddit as much because, you know, so I kind of, that's even, I guess, a game to me too. So I Yeah, no, for real. It it's just yeah. like an obsession, like where, yeah. where you're focusing your like special interest this week. My special energy. That sounds weird. <laughs> Special energy. And let's keep moving. Um, let's forget I said it. Okay. La mia ragazza è giovane. È un tipo modernissimo. Porto maglione strano che piace a me. Con il maglione ne piace star. I suoi capelli li arrivano qui. Io sono tanto innamorato. We alluded to before. I saw House of Gucci. Yeah, you did. I did. Um, and and I did not because I was hungover. Yeah. So I th- I thought that you were gonna go and watch it. Um, maybe with somebody else. I would never. Also, <laughs> so, wait. I have to watch it again. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, I was just too lazy yeah well uh, yeah you have the right idea of just waiting and watching it at home because you could you i would have been really grateful for some kind of intermission but i did it with dune and i was like i can do anything now i can do it yeah like i can i got it well and i gotta see gucci i i love my gaga i gotta I see know gucci. You do. she's a stan and before we get into it can i just okay. so when i facetimed you and grandma, mm-hmm. I made it very clear that you needed to do the recliner seats. I made a genuine effort, but the reserve seating thing fucks me up because really? it was like three hours before and I was like, oh, I should probably buy a ticket. Sold out. 
Well, especially you went like the second day it opened. So I think that's Yeah, why. but the and theater we ended up going off. to was totally empty because it didn't have recliner seats. It was just a regular theater. Because people like the recliners because they're I amazing. I know. They are nice. But I'm not going to not see a movie when I decide to see one because I don't get to lean back. I'm going to let you go. But after one more thing about it's not just leaning back, April, it's cushy leather yeah it has heating it has mm-hmm. trays i mean it's a whole experience so i just no i know and i just I've don't that. like you downplaying it I'm, and okay. um i'm off on a tangent and we can let's hey let's revert back to your experience but i'm sorry that grandma didn't get to okay. watch it with that look we're it gonna do it like don't me. worry okay, all right. i you're not gonna be satisfied until we're together in a recliner yes, seat so that's correct you pick the movie and don't drink the night before and i'm in deal great (laughs) continue settled can i go on now yes with my movie review i didn't expect it to be like uh, incredible like you know i had like pretty modest expectations of it but it was kind of like egregiously bad in the ways that it was bad so a ridley scott why what's he doing why is he i don't know I, it doesn't make any sense to me that he's clearly like so honed in and skilled with like sci-fi and action films and like bringing a real artistry to those films. Mm-hmm. But then to try to like apply that in this sort of arena, I feel like because he did like American Gangster, he maybe is like feels more. I don't know. I have no idea. He's wanted to direct this movie since like the book came out. So he was like the original. This has been like in the like on and off and on and off again for 10 years. Him trying to make this movie. And he's been like he kind of started the project and then he got replaced by his daughter. And then he just like got dropped completely and they went with somebody else. And like the cast has changed. And then like he finally just like got it back last year and brought on, I think, probably Gaga and Adam Driver because he'd worked with them before. But I just it was it was so confusing how he chose to have this film play out. So like the first 30 minutes is like all exposition of of uh, Patrizia and Maurizio like falling in love Mm -hmm. and getting married and sets up a little bit of like his dynamic with his dad and how he disapproved of the marriage. And he would like he was Maurizio was like not going to be involved in Gucci anymore and was going to have like a simple life working for Patrizio's dad. And then at some point, and like all of that is good. It makes sense. Like it's just going forward. You're Mm -hmm. like engaged in it. And as soon as they start bringing in like the family business element of like Maurizio returning to run Gucci, it completely like unravels. Like there's no... Lady Gaga, all of a sudden, her character is like, there's no explanation for her how she changes or like why she starts to to do this. Like, there's no, there no, there's no fleshing out of like her character and and her motivations. It's just like, none of the characters were actually given any time to like spend unless the only the care honestly the character that got the most fucking time was Jared Leto's paolo which was insane there was like 
very long scenes that were completely irrelevant. Like the longest scenes in the movie were totally irrelevant to the plot. They were like purely there for aesthetics or like a chance to to expose the actor or have, whatever. Have Leto do Leto. Exactly. To to make his fucking method acting worth anyone's while. Right. Which it shouldn't be. The big theme of this film is obviously power. Out of the characters you've played, who's made you feel the most empowered? I thought you almost said the theme of this film is Paolo. And I said, thank you very much. I mean, that Grazie as well. The pace of the movie doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. it starts at a normal pace and then it just kind of like goes all over the place. And then in the last 30 minutes, it's like, and the end. Like it just completely, the last hour is so boring and hard to get through. Cause it's just, you, you're not rooting for anyone. You're not invested in any character. You haven't gotten to know like anyone's, well, motivations or desires exactly what i was gonna say especially if if characters aren't developed like you said there's no motivation behind it and especially if you don't care about them and you don't know why they're doing something there's no nuance to anything that's happening and especially yeah. everyone knows how it ends she fucking exactly. has him killed right and, but it's so, so anticlimactic the right. way they and disjointed how they get there because they keep trying he's trying to fit the entire not like book yeah. into one movie but he it's all different storylines and they're not right. connected enough in a way that it is satisfying in any arena, you know? So it's just, I it was, a, it was really disappointing. It was hard to watch. Like, I'm not, I'm not being like, I don't have high standards for movies watchability. Like if it's entertaining, that's enough for me. I mean, you watch CBGB, you know, that's right. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. <laughs> So what was your favorite? So because in one of the quotes he says, you know, I think a lot of it is comedic. Um, and I think a lot of people thought that in regards to Jared Leto's character. It was insane. What did you, who was your favorite performance? I mean, obviously, I assume Gaga, but. Yeah, I mean, she did do a really good job. She did like sometimes do a Russian accent, which is weird. That's what I said from the get. I was yeah. like, she sounds like fucking Moose and Squill, you know, like just <laughs> Boris and Natasha yeah. bullshit. Like, what is this bitch doing? She, yeah, it would go back and forth for sure. Um, but she's a good actress. She is a good actress. Adam Driver, it's like, I don't think he was given much to do with this character because it was, he's just a totally blank slate of a person yeah no like really just like there do you think there was a choice though or like because he can go big obviously so I yeah wonder, no I, like I don't think it had anything to do with him i think he didn't have any opportunity to do anything because his character does nothing except mm -hmm. react to things and then at the end he there's no there's like no the the devolve the dissolution of their like marriage there's no time or explanation or context given it's just like flash forward we hate each other we're not close yeah, yeah. or like he meets someone else on a ski trip and then it's like over from there yeah i mean in general it just sounds like bad storytelling it was yeah it was bad yeah and That's even if acting can be all over the place, if you don't have a good story. I mean, Al Pacino did great. And Jeremy Irons did great. Like, they always do great. So. Yeah, the great actors. They are. And um, what did you think about Jared? Well, let me tell you what Tom Ford said about it. 
because obviously Tom Ford is a character in this film. He's a player. He was the designer for Gucci during their like revival period when this film was set, like in the early 90s, late 80s. So he had some opinions. He knew all the people. And he wrote a little op-ed for airmail. And he opens it with, I recently survived a screening of the two-hour and 37-minute <laughs> film that is House of Gucci. Oh, shit. The shiny, ambitious, beautifully filmed, and costumed tale of greed and murder is stunning by the sheer number of stars that have been cast. I'm still not quite sure what it is exactly, but somehow I felt as though I had lived through a hurricane when I left the theater. Was it a farce or a gripping tale of greed? I often laughed out loud, but was I supposed to? Uh, he said that Maurizio Gucci was much more interesting in life than his depiction in the film. He basically refers to Jared Leto's depiction of Paolo saying like, he is eccentric, yes. And like he did have, he was a bit of a black sheep, but he didn't have, he wasn't <laughs> mentally disabled the way that Jared Leto played him. It was pretty wild. They just made such like a joke out right. of his character that it was, it was like comic relief. It was like mad TV. Yeah. He, he, Tom Ford's like, I wasn't sure if I was watching an actual film or an SNL sketch about it because it's that absurd. Well, and especially when like you're talking about having people like Adam Driver playing something so straight and having such a straight written character mm -hmm. and just having that tone. I feel like that. Well, and the subject matter is the tone. not yeah, it's serious. funny. Like it's not. Yeah. There's a lot of like tragedy and like intensity that could have been utilized, but yeah. was pushed aside so that Jared Leto could pee, pee on a scarf and go, oh, oh. Nobody has ever said that to me. Nobody. Paolo, why don't you have your own line? These are just mock-ups. I can't afford to get serious. It's a me. It's just a mock-up, so I can't make my own line. He's it's that Jared, exaggerated. Jared Leto's crazy to me because he got that Oscar for what was the movie with Dallas Buyers Club? One. That was a fucking fantastic movie. He was so good in it. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know what he's like. I'm an Oscar winner. I'm in an incredible band. Thirty seconds to Mars or whatever. He's like, I'm a god. And he's just, I mean, I'm Jordan was, Catalano, bitch, right? <laughs> and then it's like he was the Joker, which was, I mean, even for DC. Okay, but you know terrible. what he's doing, right? What? He's trying to be Heath, baby. He's trying to get a little piece of that Heath, that Heath bar. It's not working. Obviously not. And did you see his... Because he's trying too hard. Did they play the trailer for his upcoming movie where he's like... No. Like a vampire-esque situation. He's like a doctor. A vampire doctor? <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, they did. Yes, they did. But I honestly could not recall. It. I, yeah, they don't call it a vampire, but it's like, he needs blood to survive, you know? Uh, it was very... I don't know. I don't know about that. So he's doing great. I think that well, was actually supposed to Did you see his quote ago. about... His method acting in this movie? No. Okay, it's great. It's very disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. I did it all. I was snorting lines of arabiata sauce by the middle of this movie. I had olive oil for blood. 
This was a deep dive I did. If you took a biopsy of my skin, it would come back as Parmesan cheese. This is my love letter to Italy. There was a lot of work and preparation. And yes, I had an Italian accent. And I enjoyed and embraced that. And I lived in that space as much as I could. And for as long as I possibly could. I climbed into that creative cave and come out. Nope. Came out through the bowels and intestines into the esophagus of what? the one and only Paolo Gucci. Like, is he trying to be funny or cute with that? He has to be, right? Like, is that a serious? Like, if it was just one of these in response to, like, a question, that'd be funny, I guess. You know, like, charming, I guess. But if you're giving this full paragraph, now I'm curious, like... I don't know because I don't think he has a sense of humor. So I, I don't... wouldn't even know how to know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I, he's never shown it. No. I don't, I've never seen him be particularly like lighthearted or no, silly. Exactly. Like he's such a but question I don't watch mark anything to me. Of him being him. Yeah. He just seems so self serious all the time. And like, especially with him quote unquote diving in and just being method which now i feel like you know when it was method it was daniel day lewis everyone was like method cool and now all these other people are trying to be method and it's just them being like douchebags and then well, especially when method you, for roles you when, don't need to be yes at all well and especially when you don't do a good job right and that's been his consistency is going quote unquote method and having it be in the media in the press that he's going method and then having it be his performance be legitimately terrible and openly mocked and mm -hmm. laughed at. So I don't, I don't think it's know genuine. I think in his mind, it might be like, that's, I think he's so delusional. you like, yes, but I, I think there's just, I think the difference in it being successful or not successful would be, like I guess your approach to it or what you are wanting from the end of it and I don't think that his end goal I don't perceive his end goal being a really great product I think his end goal is feeling like moved and like he's an artist like yeah, I think like he's more invested in his image as an artist yeah than he is about actually getting in touch with a character and feeling and relating to that character. Oh no, I, I completely agree. And I think that's what it shows through the performance. Cause if right. for, to me, like to have method actually, if that even needs to be done, which is debatable, that whole point would be that you're a fully fleshed out character and that there's nuance that brings nuance to the performance mm -hmm. and that's something right. that he actively does not bring to these performances that no it's chaotic and think, superficial yeah but i think in his head i think you're absolutely right that's in his he's it is for just his the appearance of what he's doing and being mm -hmm. an artist but i don't think that's that's obviously subconscious right so in his head i feel like he's like i'm digging deep and i'm just like committing myself to this role and i'm bringing yeah. this character to life and it's really like no, you're just like committing even more to being a fucking asshole and yeah. no one likes what you're doing. Yeah. You're actually just not being accountable yeah. for your actions on set. Like you, if, you, yes, if you're a method exactly. actor, you get to be like, well, 
No, that's exact. And Sorry. I think that's why the tables <laughs> have turned on the idea of method acting is because so much of it has been like people scapegoating that as just the reason why they're an a complete dick to everyone that they work with. And it's like, oh, he's And just... I think that there's roles that would benefit from it and roles that don't. And I think the majority of roles don't. A hundred percent. Like I, I could see like for for Dallas Buyers Club, that made sense. There's certain things, especially if you're going through like a huge body transformation, yeah. like that does actually require some method because yeah. you are physically trans Emaciating transforming yourself, your body. Right? Yeah. yeah. And but I do think that there still is a line with how you treat other people. Mm -hmm. And that seems to be the main thing that I'm seeing in terms of the response to method where people are being actively rude to other people. They're under playing that guise, tortured people and then taking it out on others. <laughs> yeah. and, and the bottom line is you're being paid to do a job and you need to be professional still. Yeah. And there needs to be a line. <sighs> wow. Pretty weak. Well, what would you, what would you rate it? Five out of 10. Okay. I really hated it. <laughs> I was so I was really so I just I was so disappointed I know because you were excited about confused. it I was well you know what I can't wait to watch it at home when it comes out probably drunk but not the Definitely night before drunk. I, I want to watch it again with you if it's on TV let's do a double feature let's do cats and let's That's do like House six of Gucci. hours Leah what's the problem there's no problem okay there's no problem Leah all right I can't wait Sounds good. There's something I've got to say. You're always with me, even though you're far away. Talking to you, I must say. Just the sound of your voice makes my heart melt. Oh, girl. Well, it's true. I'm all about you. All right, should we get into another intense another family mess. drama? <laughs> yeah, ooh. You know what's really fun about this, too? What? House of Gucci, House of Carters. House of Carters. Was that a reality show? It yeah. was, right? Yeah. With the whole Carter fam? Yeah. Never watched it. I didn't I mean, I watched a lot of E at the time that it was on, okay. but I but I was never interested in watching it. So I always changed channel. You know, since we've you know, you played the Aaron's party song talking about houses Carters. I'm realizing that I do. I don't really engage with the Carters much at all and have not engaged. The closest would be Backstreet Boys. And even then, I don't think about Nick. Yeah, I see. I was I was thinking about AJ. I was not into the Backstreet Boys. They had a couple songs, but I'm an NSYNC girl. I was no an doubt. NSYNC girl. They're better. Yeah. They just were at the right at a better time for me. I think they said better songs. I think they were more upbeat. They were more I think upbeat. The other, Backstreet they were more R and B. Exactly. Yeah. They were trying to do more like boys to men type situation. Right. Only white boys. Totally. And, um, yeah. Oh my god! You know, well, actually, I do. I do love R and B, but that fucking in sync Christmas song is one of my all time favorite Christmas songs. What's the in sync Christmas song? Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. That's it. Merry Christmas <laughs> and happy holidays. Okay, there it is. It's so good. I did that in choir when I was in like eighth grade. Happy <laughs> oh yeah. Holidays. It was alto part, you know? Couldn't <laughs> couldn't do it now. Couldn't pick it out now, but um 
<laughs> Anyways, okay, plug that in because it's great. Or maybe yeah. maybe that's our maybe that's the outro. No. All right. Anyway, so Aaron <laughs> Carter, <laughs> I'll take it into consideration. Where do where do we begin with the Carters? Okay. You know? Well, let's begin with the um, recent news that is allowing us to even bring it up. So this actually happened a couple days ago, the thirtieth officially. Aaron Carter and his girlfriend slash fiance slash baby mama of two years decided to split up. Uh, she just had his baby Prince Lyric. Incredible oh name, powerful wow. name. <laughs> <laughs> too powerful to be honest. Almost too powerful. Yeah. TBD. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Aaron found out that she was going behind his back and communicating with his estranged family members, which is almost all of them, um, (laughs) except his mom. That's sad. And I feel like, you know, if I was the mom of Aaron Carter's baby, if I was Aaron Carter's baby mama, I just think about that. Like now it's like you have a child into the world. You know, maybe I'm giving her too much credit. I don't know. But I would want the baby to be in contact with his family, you know, so. In a normal situation, yes. In the conventional sense, that's understandable. But not in the Carter household? Carter family is a different situation. Carter family is very toxic. So let's just... Do a little little backstory. Let's Take us do, there, April. We love an origin story. We do. Let's flush out our characters yeah. <laughs> and give Take them s- notes, Ridley. Hey, Ridley. You hear? You hear that? Flush out your characters. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. So, the parents, Jane and Bob. Jane and Bob Carter. Jane and Bob Carter. So they were married at one point. (laughs) Uh, Nick's the oldest one. Mm -hmm. And then they have Bobby Jean. (laughs) Goes by BJ. (laughs) Love that for him. We got Leslie. Is that Aaron's twin? No. Then we have the twins. That's Aaron and Angel. Okay. I didn't even know Aaron was a twin. I never no, I know. I didn't either. So there's five of them? Yes, Nick, and a BJ, half sibling and Leslie. a step sibling. Fuck. There's a few. Yeah. It's so, all, all trying to live on that BSB money or what? Pretty much. So yeah. they owned a bar in New York. And that's where they lived until like Nick was four and then they all moved to Florida. So the rest of them were raised in Florida. Nick says that he had his first drink when he was two in the bar. From his parents? From someone in the bar. He didn't, he never specified who, but he was in his parents' bar. I'm sorry. How do you, I don't remember a goddamn thing from when I know. Two, two, that seems like it might be a slight exaggeration, but. And the thing with this story that you will find, there is no telling. What is true, What's real? really? Because all of them are so dysfunctional 
that and they're all contradicting each other constantly yeah it's very hard to piece together reliable narrator there's really no credibility anywhere honestly i mean nick is probably the most credible because he's just the most together one right um which is i think saying a lot especially for having gone through being huge in mm -hmm. a pop band and with clearly like mental illness a lot of shit is is yeah running amok in that family so you know well what happened to to him is he got diagnosed with a cardiomyopathy which is like a heart defect essentially that is like you need to get your shit Shit together together. or you could just die suddenly wow um he was drinking he was boozing it up yeah so he was the first one He he got duis he got a drunk disorderly like resisting arrest mm-hmm. arrest i mean all of everyone in the family has gotten only really minor ar- it's kind of interesting like the things that they're getting arrested for are like not that intense yeah like but aaron has been arrested for like weed possession only yeah. then and dui <laughs> you know so those are yeah. like pretty common infringements not that whatever so I mean, same, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I haven't been caught, but. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, they moved to Florida. And then I guess Nick shows, like, interest in singing. He's, like, a really good singer. And he uh, tries out for a school play. Cute. And but he's too young because he's only in fourth grade and they it's like for sixth graders only, but they make an exception. They're like, this kid's a fucking star. Truly. They let they made an exception to let him play the lead in Phantom of the Opera. Wow. So um after that origin story. I love that. I know. It's sweet. And he's like still keeps in touch with that teacher. Like he like credits her for like inspiring him and giving him a chance to like feel confident enough to pursue his dream sweet it's very sweet to aaron's dismay (laughs) (laughs) to his lifelong trauma living in the shadow (laughs) the shadow another ashley uh jessica simpson situation happening Uh, oh yeah miley noah i mean classic look noah's doing fantastic and that's all i gotta say we'll see april (laughs) so his mom is a momager obviously mm-hmm. the parents they're they have their hot mess themselves so the mom has like major drinking problems yeah the dad it was quoted that i think aaron literally had a quote printed out and like blown up on a big canvas that said all of my kids have done drugs with their dad jesus and it says mom <laughs> so that's like a quote from the mom they were so dysfunctional. They were like getting divorced. They would come home in the middle of fights and be like, you guys need to choose who you want to live with. Tell me right now, pick who you want to live with because we're breaking up. And then God damn it. The mom, Jane got actually charged with <laughs> domestic violence because wow. while they're going through divorce, the dad, Bob had a new girlfriend. Ginger. Jane didn't like that. Her name's Ginger. <laughs> so Jane showed up at their house in the middle of the night broke through a window and (laughs) snuck in went to their bedroom and pulled ginger out of the bed by her hair oh my god i knew it was gonna be by her hair hit her with a remote a remote jane that's the most you're gonna do and then at least get a fucking book or something hit her with a cheeky restraining order oh my god every single person in this family has a restraining order against somebody it's insane and it's you know it's like this is 
this is the example that was set for, for everyone. Yeah. I mean, you're fucked. Those yeah. are your parents. Like, you're fucked. Well, and then add on top of that, Nick getting successful. Yeah. Having all of the attention and focus because yeah. you're managing his career on him, neglecting every other kid. And it's your golden goose. Exactly. They said that the dad said that they used to call Aaron the cash cow. Wait, Aaron or Nick? Aaron. Because after Nick's success, the mom wanted to cash in on Aaron because oh. he was so charismatic and funny and entertaining. Like he yeah. has a big personality, like way yeah. more so than Nick. So Nick had this talent of singing. And then Aaron was like clearly had star power too. Yeah. So they were going to, you know, capitalize on that. We got another one. And sadly, the way that he ended up getting, the way that he even fell into singing, because he was never a very good singer, like he's still not a very good singer. No. Right. You got to understand, my career started off as a comedy gimmick because Johnny Wright said it was for, a joke. For, for, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. joke. He was wow. planning on doing it as a joke. And all of a sudden, it just it skyrocketed fell into it he was just like a kid that was like looking up to his big brother like wanted to like get the attention to be yeah. a star too and he was not good at it so they just like fucked with him and it was just like right place right time yeah hit it but and he was cute and obviously he was you know nick's younger brother and so i don't think it's like the worst thing in the world well the worst thing in the world is that he peaked at 13 without having any talent or yeah. idea of who he is right. and then not having any guidance and, and everything then, stripped away from you and then also part of the contribution to aaron's subsequent yeah fall from grace essentially was that okay guys guys hold on i'm i'm getting a special a special update it seems we have some breaking news coming from Demi Lovato's Instagram. This is this can't be good. Straight from California, guys. Leah, Angelis. could you could you give me some clarity on what's going on with the Demi situation? What's the situation um over there on Instagram? April, all we know right now is that Demi is no longer California sober. Oh my That's god. That's what we're hearing. Um I'm I think we have more details coming in. A April, I'm going back to you okay. for further details. It sounds like, yep, I'm getting some more details in right now. It appears, despite the fact that they claimed they would never discuss their relationship with their treatment or their recovery after the initial backlash to their claim that they were California sober, which of course means not abstaining from marijuana. Or drinking. Or apparently drinking. <laughs> Any Anyone's definition goes, apparently. Truly whatever you want, because this is California. They have shared that, indeed, they will no longer accept being California sober. Wow. Quote, quote, sober, sober is the only way. That's the quote? Sober, that sober is the quote is that the I'm getting, way. yes. <sighs> this is a lot. This is a lot to process. Yeah, we're going to have to keep a close eye on I the think coming weeks. April, it's too soon to tell right now, but you're right. We're going to keep a strong eye on mm -hmm. it. You know, we're going to be gonna present. monitor the Twitter activity. We have to. Very closely. We have mm -hmm. to. You know, couldn't just give Aaron a little time to shine. So we're, we're going to be reeling from that for a while. Just know that there are people that love you out there. If you need support, mm -hmm. um, check our Instagram. Um, 
We will not have any numbers for you to call, but you can DM us for emotional support and we we will be there for yeah. you. Yes. Okay. Well, All right. we're going to go back to our previously our, scheduled programming. Right. Correct. Thanks for um, putting up with this special interruption and uh, have a good good night. <laughs> They basically neglected to pay any taxes, any income taxes on the money he was making as a child star. So when he got his uh, trust fund released at 18, he had to pay all of that money to cover. I mean, he didn't have to. He could have sued his parents. (laughs) Yeah. But he didn't. He paid, you know, several million dollars. It was like three million dollars or something in back taxes and had to declare bankruptcy after that. So he basically started at fucking square one again. And I'm sure there was like investments, places, like I'm sure there was, but like the fortune was gone Yeah, because of a choice, their irresponsibility and neglect. We talked about Nick's drinking problems. He was, he admits to being like a, a really heavy drinker and doing a lot of Coke, but he was always, I think because he was the oldest and because the parents were so like feckless, he had put upon himself that he was like the protector of the siblings you know yeah so he has always been a little bit more they all kind of resent him as like a parent figure because they don't see him as a parent but he sees himself as a parent and protecting them but they see him as an annoying older sibling that is like has all this fame and attention and just thinks he's better than everybody and can tell us what to do exactly that knows what's best for us and this dynamic is really apparent when they all come together for house of carters. Mm. So the whole concept with that was that they're going to bring all the siblings together in one house and live together and basically just like communicate with each other about (laughs) all the trauma that they've been through with their parents. Yeah, honestly, it was kind of like a big, like eight episode therapy session, but there was like, where can I watch this? Honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure it's somewhat available somewhere. I'll find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it might be. It's interesting. I saw a lot of clips from it today, and it's it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Yeah, it sounds like it. You just want to go back and have sex because it's been a year since I had any sex, and you guys are all having lots of sex. That's and what I it is. I am very sexually frustrated. Okay. Yeah. Over the course of that show, you get to know like all the other siblings and all of their issues i mean every single person in this family has substance abuse issues over the course of the next 10 or so years a lot of aaron's issues because he's getting arrested he's popping up in the media for whatever shit and trying to salvage his career it's not happening Mm -hmm. he's constant he's still doing like interview press interviews about nick Nick's doing interviews and they're asking about Aaron. They have like this whole like public on and off again relationship. My brother Nick is like the most amazing man. He pushed me harder than anyone ever pushed me. He was like a a dad to me, which was never his responsibility, but he was there. And he saved my life. My brother Nick sending me pictures of Whitney Houston dead in the coffin. Saying R.I.P. to me. Thanks. 
Thanks for always listening because you never did. And it's like some days they hate each other and other days they're best friends and one day he's grateful and the other day he's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. It's like it goes back and forth, back and forth. Aaron goes to rehab twice. He goes on the show The Doctors twice. The Doctors? The Doctors. It's like He a- went on to prove that he wasn't on meth. Because when he got arrested and that like mugshot went viral where he's like got the long hair and tattoos and he's really skinny yeah. and looks he looks fucked up. Um he looks like a tweaker. Yeah. And that's what he was he was basically responding to all of these accusations. But then he goes on and he does this like whole like heartfelt <laughs> interview where he's like I've dealt with a lot of negativity. Body shaming, being made fun of saying I look like I have AIDS, I have cancer. He definitely looks like he's on some hard drugs. Why am I so thin? Acid reflux, hiatal hernia. I'm sorry. I'm sorry my fingers are too skinny. You don't like the way that I look. I'm sorry my hands are too skinny. Sorry that my fingers don't look the way that you want them to. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. He's talking about fingers, my dude. He's talking about hands. What? Okay, this fool literally he's six feet. He weighed 115 pounds. Yeah, no. That's no, something's not right. That's not that's not even close to healthy. No. <laughs> like that's unacceptable. And then so he went on once, he denied doing any like anything bad he said he was only taking his prescription drugs oh also he said that he got um diagnosed with schizophrenia acute anxiety manic depression and multiple personality disorder the thing is how i mean can you be can you have all those things is it likely? I, I mean it's actually more likely if you have, have one that they sort of overlap yeah that makes sense and it because everything is on that spectrum right. it's really hard to define where it well, starts and ends and you know? even when you're thinking about that how it's def- even diagnosed is by you telling someone your symptoms so right. it's like that's a lot of time people can even like research and be like yeah that's right and then you're reading this mm-hmm. diagnosis that you read or you know these symptoms and then you're gonna get the assessment that you just read. And again, unreliable narrator. Right. Completely. There, I mean, something's going on. There's it no, get, there's yeah, no I mean, it, doubt it about it. It just gets stranger and stranger. Um, in 2012, this probably s- started a lot of the issues too. His sister overdoses and dies. I endured abuse. When I was 10 to 13 years old, I was molested and raped by my sister who died from overdose, Leslie. Leslie's the one that got me into huffing. She's 25. She was also trying to be a singer and wasn't successful and had um, drug issues. Jesus, they're like, this is the only way we can be okay is if we have a singing career or something. Like, why? Why? Because they, that was the only model for success uh, for, for someone that that's they stable had. or yeah. became stable or somewhat stable. Yeah. Well, it's not even the stability. It's, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, financial stability. Right. Yes. But even if emotional Nick, stability, no. But even if Nick is still the most stable out of them, but I don't think they would ever look at it that way. Hmm. Hey, you know the Carters Although, better but, than I but do. But Nick is always in and out. You know, like he's. It's, it's difficult 
to define his relationship with anyone or what who he really is in that yeah. situation because there's they'll you know they'll accuse him of being a, a rapist and a pedophile what and then they'll be like actually you changed my life and like i'm so grateful for you like it's insane what? the back and forth and late i mean for the last three years there was there was an event that happened in 2019 that cut aaron off from that's where nick got a restraining order right yeah so against aaron aaron just gets increasingly erratic yeah says weirder and weirder shit gets the tattoos like is posting all these instagram lives where he's clearly like nodding off on benzos and shit like alarming behavior yeah yeah progression of behavior going on and so he is such a fragile like narcissist that he can't every every attempt to constructively criticize you know to like point out ways in which he needs growth which is like don't take opiates and muscle relaxers all day um it's not a difficult baseline to achieve i mean well when you're addicted but i mean it's not those aren't even like attacks on you as a person no exactly but you're so yeah sensitive and incapable of getting beyond that point of view that it's an attack they're trying to destroy you so he has a very paranoid energy about anyone ironically he has to stream everything for everyone to know so he all like the narcissism like makes him uh suspicious and skeptical and mistrustful of everyone around him and at the same time he needs the attention consistently Yeah. yeah so the restraining order comes out because of a conversation that aaron and his twin had so he told her that he had bipolar and didn't want to tell her at first, kept it from her because he was afraid of, he was scared that she would be afraid of him. And Angel was like, why would I be afraid of you? She alleges that he said he had thoughts about murdering <laughs> Nick's wife, who was pregnant at the time. Oh, fuck. So, Nick files a restraining order. He gives he he mentions that he like makes a tweet basically saying, you know, it's you're going to find out this is the situation. So wait. Aaron told that to Angel who then told that to Nick. Yes. Got it. And then Nick and Angel both filed restraining orders at the same time. And Aaron That's sad. Aaron posted the PDF of the letter, the letter that Angel wrote to him explaining why she was doing this, why she did the restraining order. God, I'm so disappointed in you and the things that you have done, the lies that you have spread and how you've treated people. I love people. I thought you loved too, has been inexcusable. And there's a bullet point list of things that that he's done. She's organized. One, you called Corey a faggot multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> Corey is her husband, I think. Well, is he? I'm pretty sure. It's what it sounds like. Okay. Uh, two, you threatened us. Three, you tried to have my daughter taken away from us by having Don called CPS, making up a complete lie about me. 
Four, you screamed at me in court saying, I am dead to you. Five, you falsely told people that Corey and I are, quote, Scientologists. (laughs) The most egregious of them all. (laughs) You falsely called Nick a, quote, serial rapist countless times. You falsely accused Lori Knight of sexually molesting you. You falsely accused us of hiring people for a smear campaign. You falsely said dad was a military police officer for 21 years. In reality, he was kicked out at 19 for selling drugs. I have seen multiple videos of you nodding off, including while driving because of your abuse of Xanax. Last September, you reached out to AP9, who's a rapper in Oakland, apparently, saying you needed help with Nick, dot, 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 saying, quote, it's time. What? Mm-hmm. Trying to put a hit out on his bro? That's what they were scared of. Um, and then last, you drove to Las Vegas with a gun in your car. Aaron, do you realize you have been addicted to Xanax for 18 years? You and I both 18 know. 18 years. Uh. She literally writes 18 years again. 18 <laughs> years? Question birthday. mark. 18 years. <laughs> You and I both know that you are suffering from the disease of addiction. We have had many, many conversations about your addictions. Xanax, duster, weed, cigarettes, social media. Aaron, these are all major issues for you. These are all life-altering issues for you. These are all addictions. You are an addict and you need help. You have never received proper therapy for what you went through as a child. You went to rehab twice, but you did not complete either program, nor did you ever take it seriously or admit to your addictions. Weeks after you left Aloe House, when we would come, when we let you come live with us, I caught you huffing a duster can again. Aaron, when we were children, we were neglected by mom and dad. That is a fact. Our parents did a terrible job at raising us and did not set us up for success. We were neglected and abused physically and emotionally by various people throughout our upbringing. You more than I. You have never dealt with the trauma from your childhood. You've buried it so deep within your soul that you have built up an intense anger that you have allowed to fuel your addictions. You need long-term therapy and to follow through with a rehabilitation program to get hold of your numerous addictions and traumas. I have loved and supported you our entire lives. As the person that has always been closest to you, I am telling you that you need help. You need to get sober. We will not have any relationship or any type of contact until that point. And until you take full accountability for your actions and apologize for the things that you have done, please also recognize that everything I have done is out of love and me doing my absolute best to protect you. Sometimes that means protecting you from yourself. You know that I will always love you. I hope and pray that you read this and take every word I said to heart. And she did not post that publicly. She sent that to him personally. And then he posted He posted it. that a couple days ago. <sighs> from three years ago. And he's posting that as evidence of her, like, being heartless and oh cruel to God, him. Oh, my God. That comes off as her being the most well I'm aware. Of setting a boundary. And, well, and just, I mean, that's a really powerful letter. Mm-hmm. And, and a very personal letter. Yeah. And to and it was clear in a lot of ways she tried to with those bullet points, it was like, here are because especially like with people like that, it's like you go in circle and it's like, here are exact reasons. They'll be like, why would I do? And it's mm-hmm. like, here are reasons. And and but I think those she are was, lies and, and mischaracterizations of what really happened. You right. Know? I'm sure in his mind. But right. I mean, and her recognizing their own struggles, her love for him. I mean, they're twins Jesus. you know they have like a primal bond 
Prima Blonde. A Primal Blonde. That's me. Wow, that made me really fucking sad and actually really, really like her. Angel, how she's speaking, obviously she's done therapy herself, right? Like yeah. it's, that sounds like someone that knows that there was trauma and has been actively trying mm-hmm. to like better herself um, and knows that her brother clearly is in huge need of it. And I would hope that then, you know, with her bond with Nick, that's something that he's practiced as well. You know, I don't know how you could come out of that household with all that shit and and be okay without doing mm-hmm. some serious fucking therapy yeah. and self work. Totally. So it's it seems like I don't know. It sounds like we do have at least one reliable narrator, and I, I'm gonna call her Angel. Yeah, I mean, I would say the the Nick and Angel faction of the carters are more reliable um aaron is just he's not even on the table because he's i mean i I can't 18 years i can't detail the extent of the contradictions he makes but there are very long videos (laughs) compiling all the moments like people work hard (laughs) i would never but (laughs) Like to me, working hard is like watching this video that you right. compiled for me. <laughs> but the fact that people just like went through and like spliced all these interviews I together. Ho- I so hope that that's they... you in your later years, April. It, I mean, when you have nothing but I'm time. on my way. You're retired, and that's just that's April's. When you pass, <laughs> <laughs> when but, you pass, and I'm empty and sad. There you go. I've just I'll there's just your destiny. Yeah. There's your purpose. Yeah. But even that one note she did about saying their father was in the military for 21 years when he got kicked out when he was 19 for selling drugs like that is that's a crazy one because that just shows how pathological he is where it's like okay he did what? that same lie in the video i showed you of the police let me show you something sir yeah if you look right here that's my father oh okay okay good so he was a military policeman for 21 years oh my god so jesus so a, a big okay obviously this is a lot of like really fucking sensitive intimate family shit that no one should know about but unfortunately aaron's live streaming it he's (laughs) truly live streaming on the regular all of it all he'll get on with his mom and just go for an hour at a time just like i think it was because nick was jealous didn't want you to sign and so he came up with the story that lou perlman molested him I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of you, Nick. I'm ashamed how you've treated your family. I'm ashamed how you've treated our mother. And I will. Uh, they go, yeah. If the restraining order comes, that's his obsession with AC, not the other way around. Yeah, Nick's obsessed with me. Correct. You hear what that person just said, Mom? They said, yep. If another restraining order comes around, that's Nick's obsession with me. You hear that? You guys hear that? It's the truth. He asked to keep Aaron from signing because he was so jealous of his brother. Wow. Talking shit about Nick and how he's he abandoned them. He's a rapist. He abused them. He never loved them. He was only focused on his own success and never helped his family. And he didn't even let Aaron tour. He was so jealous of Aaron. Okay. Yeah. All of that. 
that Aaron was the real man because this Aaron's the one that still supports the mom, but the mom is like a fucking narcissist too. They're just like feeding each other. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. They have a full codependent narcissistic delusion on each other. Really, you just, you have to check out some of the lives if you want to even understand what's going on. There's no way to understand the timeline of what's going on. Just can't. It's insane. But just for the, so you're getting the real like tone. Yeah. I mean, the one video going on. that we just watched, like she was talking about. So it's like the cops came to his house and he's live streaming. The cops doing a welfare, a wellness check. Yeah. yeah. Talking to the cops saying someone doxed him. That's what, which might be true. Who knows? But just live streaming all that. Then going to his baby mama and he's like, I haven't even, first he goes to the cops. I haven't seen the baby because we're separated and she's in another room with the yeah. baby. Which is the living which, room. What? Like, and then he goes into the just room. just talking to her. And the video's on him the whole time. He's talking to all these people. Video's it's always on always him. on him. He's going, he's talking to the baby mama and she's like, stop recording. And he's like, I'm recording me. And she was like, can you not? And she's being, she sounds very reasonable, mm-hmm. honestly. And she's like, she's look, like, you I, don't need to be recording this right now. Yeah. And then he's like, he's basically using it as like, I have to for like defense of myself because mm-hmm. then people try and slander me. So this is, this is like my way to like document the truth. But and she gets him. Yeah, she does. She goes, why don't you just record a video? <laughs> you don't have to be on live. He's yeah. like, no, the public needs to see. Yeah. And it's like, well, there it is. Yeah. And it, it, she's asking him to turn it off because he's literally asking her to move out. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, like, you need to leave. Melanie, the you need to leave the house. A welfare check on the child. Melanie, listen, you have to leave the house. Unfortunately, there's a child here. Um, I'm not getting off live. I'm documenting and protecting everything I have to. I have to document everything and I'm so going to continue doing it. Take a video of it on your phone. No, no I'm documenting it so the public can see what's going on. And then he just sits down and he'll just be walking for like a minute. Yeah. And, and then he'll just, just go to his room. He'll pack a bowl. He'll light a cigarette that he is going to go out in four seconds because he's not going to smoke it. He's just going to like gesture with it for 20 minutes until he maybe smokes it and, <laughs> and then just reads the comments and just and reads and responds to, to the comments they'll be like ha 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 they go ha, oh this person said ha 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 what ha ha what <laughs> ha ha what are you laughing at goes, what's, yeah it goes <laughs> what's, what's funny, funny? <laughs> i mean angel said one of your addictions is social media yeah. and that is very obvious such an astute point that's yeah. why i'm like look i'm team angel on this one hundo that's my bitch. I didn't even know who she was Bro, until you better be careful fucking with that. like 10 minutes ago. I'm, I'm not tagging Aaron in this podcast because he's going to fucking listen to it. Tag him. Honestly, Aaron. Bro, I bet he would listen to it. <laughs> I, I genuinely wish you the best, but your sister's right. That's all I got to say. I mean, we it's just. Dr. Lee's in session and that's, that's the fucking we verdict. We just want you to be okay. You do. I want everyone to be okay. Okay, but do you, uh, so do you want a fun list of other things he's claimed happened of course drowned when i was four years old and i was dead for three days wait what and i came back to life <laughs> and then they brought him back to life <laughs> you're like three days huh huh I mean, three even if you're like look a coma say so you're in a coma yeah. for three days okay you don't have to specify but this is this is how this is a characteristic of his fucking um lying is that he always has to add these interesting, these, these little details. details. Yes. Yeah. He's always adding these 
inconsequential details. Well, that actually are consequential and make that not possible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Three days. Yeah, make my it less dude. believable. You're fucking decaying. You've already shit yourself and you yeah. come back to life. Like, I don't. Okay. Maybe you were in a coma, but you know, you weren't dead, no. sweetie. Um, he said that one time his drummer sucker punched him and broke his jaw in three places. I would believe that. He said that Nick sucker punched him. I love that. That's the term. I wasn't even, I wasn't exactly. Even looking. He's not responsible. Yeah. It's nothing. It wasn't because of anything. If I was paying attention, he would have never got that. hit. Oh, in. he's very much on that. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got alpha male. Yeah. Violent masculine energy. Um, he also said that when there was like a, I think it was like a Nickelodeon awards or teen choice awards or some shit, obviously ages ago where <laughs> last week Aaron was presenting or getting an award and Nick snuck up behind him and smashed a pie in his face. And he said that that broke his nose and that Nick just <laughs> laughed at him and it traumatized him. The things that he says that like traumatize him or he's like, Nick used to put me, you stuff me in a bag and then you just like put a bunch of stuff in the bag. Stuff me in bus bunks and stuffed pillows and i would scream nick i'm dying sounds like being a child and then i'd be like no nick let me out let me out and he wouldn't okay grow up (laughs) okay um he said that on his 18th birthday my dad on my 18th birthday put a 44 magnum next to my right ear and shot next to the ground and if you don't write this check for me next one you know it's gone i can't hear out of my right ear and in the video (laughs) that i was watching this bitch fucking just like throws up like 15 pictures paparazzi pics of him like talking in his cell phone with his right (laughs) ear (laughs) they're like psych (laughs) liar (laughs) people are being really mean about it yeah well i'm like it's yeah it's funny but let me let me find that out you don't have to fucking call them all these names (laughs) that's the thing is like you do there's already inherent sympathy but it's like i mean he's yeah he's insane and he uh, seems like he's a dick to people he said he smoked a blunt with michael jackson on neverland ranch but got scared because he looked really scary up close when he was high that didn't happen he was 15 well there's they went to neverland there's pictures of michael and him and nick like a lot of them he did smoke a blunt with michael well jackson. i don't know he said that he rolled the blunt and everything i'm like okay, okay. whatever maybe i mean they were all fucking around, so maybe, yeah. but... Used to it, you guys. Michael Jackson crowned me the king of pop. I am the king. My records prove it. My concerts prove it. How much time I've spent in this, in this industry. I broke Michael Jackson's Guinness Book of World Records when I was 10 years old. You don't know what you're fucking talking about. Fucking A. Godspeed, Aaron. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated if anything develops in this story. Hopefully I hope it nothing doesn't. bad. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully he just stays real quiet. Although I am going to be following him on Instagram for sure. That checks out. I'm a fan. I'm honestly a fan and I want him to, to heal. I do too. I think that, you know, that a lot of the stuff he's doing is inexcusable and it's not appropriate to justify all of your current behavior with your past traumas and mental illnesses. But I think on I think I think he's got a good heart <laughs> and I really hope that something can turn it around for him because obviously it's going to take something that has not yet occurred. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. Maybe his kid, maybe Prince Lyric. Maybe Prince Lyric will 
fix it. <laughs> Nothing like a baby to Nothing fix it. Nothing like things. a baby to fix it. Hashtag yeah. John Mulaney. Yep. Fake baby. Fake news baby. Yep. Where's that baby? Show me the baby. I don't believe you. I wake her up before she wanna. She get the best from me. I put in work so she can't think that. Time to drag. Time for that last drag. The final drag. The final drag. The penultimate drag. Because mine's the final drag. That's fair. It's true. That's just that's just you're, true. Bitch, you're just penultimate. And everyone knows it. Way harsh, April. <laughs> Way harsh, Ty. Oh my god. Um my drag this week is Spotify wrapped. Oh, that's such a good one. Thanks. Brought honestly. Thank you. Taking a bow. Brava. I, they just, first of all, I look forward to it every year as everyone does. And narcissists. as much as some people like talk shit, it's like, I don't, Oh, everyone's sharing your rap. I love seeing people post it. Mm-hmm. That's like one of my favorite things. I love seeing the genres. I love seeing the top songs, artists. Like I'm trying to see how many minutes they listen to. I just, I want to see all of right. it. I think it's so interesting. It's the anthropology baby. Yeah, I just love seeing everyone's relationship with music. I think that's so fun. Um, and I just think that their wrapped gets better every year. And it's such a fun experience. Whoa, totally opposite. <gasps> really? Well, oh, no. Okay, you continue. continue. So on this one this year, they did it's like your movie soundtrack. Right. And like... It was so like, I think one of them was like, oh, the romantic moment, you know, with the two leads mm-hmm. are kissing in the rain. One, And it was like the perfect song. And then one was well, like, everyone's kind of different, too. Oh, was it? OK, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, how do they even know that this song? It was like three songs. And I was like, these are all fucking perfect. Mm-hmm. And the tones right for what they're saying. I just like loved it. And then they did like, like correct. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I straight up was like, I'm going to I'm going to make a movie now. I'm, do you want to know I'm, how? I'm finally writing the screenplay. What? How, what, the algorithm? What, do you, what mean, are you saying? They just pick three songs you like. <laughs> no, but how they <laughs> describe the mood of like the, due to the lyrics of the song. Yeah. Like I mean, they do, they'll do like clever playlists that have, that are all like thematic in lyrics and titles, but not in genre. They'll do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just thought that was just like really fun. fun. And then the aura one. What was your aura? What was your music aura? Mm, let's see. Um, well, I did spend 64,658 minutes listening, which is more than 95% of other listeners. Damn. Um, but I also, I play my music my... at work. I'm the radio at work. Oh, okay. So that you're getting a, a tight 30 hours a week. Um, For the, for the movie, this, <laughs> the song playing is you defeat the ancient vengeful spirit and it was a song control by pussy mannequin and it's so good <laughs> it's like the perfect way to describe like that song too i loved it okay my aura was calm and charming cool and it was lavender and green which is honestly a color combo that i i am vibing with 
lately. You know what? Spotify gets it. Mine was uh, Silly and Chill. Silly and Chill? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the silly is because I listen to a lot of Bo Burnham. Yeah, I did see that was one of your top artists. Okay, but see, the thing that bothers me, the thing that made me mad about my Spotify top was A, it now that I do play music at work, it is robbed from me a little bit mm. because it's skewing in a direction that's not like authentic to my listening habits. Yeah. And also, Spotify, I swear to fucking God, if you put Honey Bee on a playlist of any of mine ever again i will complain about it and continue to subscribe <laughs> because i know you don't know this song and i have talked i literally our first episode i lamented this when we were discussing the cue the algorithm oh no oh yeah no, when i was complaining the, about the, the cue. secret lost episode yeah yeah okay yeah we were describing I went on engaging a on Spotify about the queue. Yeah, <laughs> Leah has a very important message about the queue that you will receive again when it's appropriate. <laughs> um, but one of my top songs this year, one of my top five fucking songs, was a song that I've been trying to erase from my life for six months at least. I spent. 2021 trying not to listen to honeybee i skipped it every time it was coming up i disliked it every opportunity that i had to dislike it because they don't always give you that opportunity no, yeah i feel like it's only on the discover playlist there's certain ones yeah that they'll let you do it and i swear to fucking god every every week they are shoving a playlist to me that's like hey here's a bunch of great songs that you like and honeybee you want to hear that right <laughs> oh you want to listen to goth 80s music how about we also throw in honeybee wait is it by um it's unknown mortal okay, orchestra yeah. you know the song this is it it's a nice song i liked it at first not as much as they think you do. Why my top songs are not three of my top songs are songs that I do not listen to. Like I would never select. What are your top songs? Mine. You don't even want to say them. No, I'll say them. I don't mind saying them because they're not. They're not they accurate. Nothing to me. The only thing that's accurate is that I I am the number one listener. <laughs> I'm in the top point zero one percent of listeners for Dive. I'm probably the biggest fan i got 0.05 percent for still woozy hey 0.05 that's yeah. pretty good i thought i was good. one upper over wow. here somebody else is a bigger fan than me <laughs> it seems um so my top song was a, a dive song and then my number two song sleep apnea beach fossils that should just be popping up i think this is what i get tricked into is that i'm not if I'm not being like intentional and constructing the playlist myself, yeah, then they're they just send me all the same shit again yeah. and again and again. They're like, hey, your Discover Weekly is gonna be songs that we you discovered quite a long time ago, yeah. but it's been a minute. Maybe you want to hear it. I'm like, bitch, if I wanted to hear it, I would have fucking listened to it after I discovered it. I feel like my Discover is usually new songs, a couple, you know, not always new artists necessarily, but at well, least I think I've just used it up to its threshold mm. you know like i've just 
engage like I listen to it too much that they can't keep up with creating new content for me. So they keep just like I mean maybe. redo it's the same 100 songs over and over again. And then they give me my my top 100 and I'm like I don't want to ever hear these songs again. I hate all of them except for like 5. Damn, well it sounds like you definitely shouldn't play that at work. Use fucking like Pandora or some shit. We do use Pandora and they play awful music with no i mean make a separate account for work because that's can't fucking play, up your algorithm and that's important april i can't do a separate account at work because i pay to have no ads regular spotify you don't free spotify is useless you can't use it i agree there's it's no trash point. you can't even access playlists on that you can but you can only shuffle Oh, that's right. You and can't on, select on anything. desktop, you can create a playlist, but you can only and then I don't think you can do it on mobile. I'm not positive. See, yeah, it's haven't had it no. forever, but you can only shuffle and it's trash. Also, I don't need to make any big life changes in order to make sure that my top 10 songs are worth sharing i'm just saying you're talking shit on the algorithm when you're not giving that showing That's the algorithm an, actually your best incorrect forward actually you're not listening to what i said i said that i use it too much that they can't keep up i'm not talking shit on the algorithm i'm saying that they are not capable of serving a customer that uses their product in such excess and also wants everything to be new <laughs> all the time look I'm i saying, just don't know if i believe i said you. i'm not making the effort by making my own playlist i can't expect i do not expect spotify to do this but it does make me feel sad when everyone's proud of their top their Raps. spotify wrapped yeah and i i'm i feel i feel a little left out because i want to show people that i have great taste yeah. and i can't because my taste has been corrupted what about were the genres right? The genres were right. And I actually did take a screenshot of the genres because that was the Good. only thing that was close. See, look at you. And the and, and your the aura is fun and your podcast. You know, so look. Yeah. There was some wins there, April. Mm -hmm. Well, fun talk. Spotify is fun. Also evil company. But what are you going to do? They all are. So. Well, it's been a ride, y'all. Fuck. A lot of houses today. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, who's, who's house? Are you House Gucci or House Carter? I think I'm House Carter. You're House Carter? Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I got to say, as far as, like, character development goes and and, <laughs> and my investment, I got to go. I got to go House Carter. Carter's Carter too. for the win. Mm -hmm. All right, take notes, Ridley. Um, yeah, why don't you take that? Why don't you tackle that story? Tackle the Carters. That's Make what it we a fucking. See six hour movie have jared leto do method let jared leto play <laughs> every <Aaron> part <laughs> yeah play all the carters yeah him as angel he wouldn't even need a wig it would just be his normal gorgeous do like hair. an art house nutty professor <laughs> <laughs> all right well i hope you guys all had a, a nice holiday yeah and enjoy the holiday season yeah don't get too stressed yeah Make some eggnog. Have a drink. Fucking chill out. Do your tree. Enjoy the lights. <laughs> Eat shit, bitch. Watch all alone. <laughs> Christmas. Happy fucking holidays. Bye. Kisses.
seems like there's such an abundance of allegations towards wait, wait. everybody that you've almost ever had anything to do with, and that makes what me about, a little right. bit skeptical. Hit him. Start the game, the whistle blows. Pay attention close, that's the story. 